Hallelujah. Welcome to another edition of New Kingdom Realities, and I'm your anchor Dosa. And so this um, morning we shall be looking at New King, we shall be looking at Hell versus Wrath Part 4. We'll be making an attempt to close the series today. And just before we start, let us have a word of prayer. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. I read from verse 16. It says, Cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of my Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may, may give unto you spiritual wisdom, which is the revelation and the knowledge of Him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of His calling, and what the riches of the glory of the inheritance, in the, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power towards world who believe, according to the working of His mighty power, which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and set Him at His own right hand in the heavenly above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named not only in this world but also in that is to come let us pray Yes, <laughs> 
And so we'll be looking at um, this series, Hell vs. Wrath. And so today we shall be looking at Hell vs. Wrath, part 4, hallelujah. And we started off by saying that that, public, that concept that men have believed over the years, in which is a place called Hellfire, in which God throws unbelievers into, and sometimes those believers that die in sin, will throw them inside to be born in perpetually and perpetually, that that concept is not biblically correct. That is not biblically correct. We've also seen that we've seen that throughout the whole of the Pauline revelation, the Pauline revelation, the word hellfire was never mentioned once. We've also looked at it that even in the Old Testament scriptures from Genesis to Malachi, the word hellfire was never mentioned. But what we see that is consistent with these scriptures is the term wrath. And so We'll try to explain, but that's not the, the emphasis of this teaching. But also, in another teaching, we'll look at what wrath actually means in our day to day living, in our day to day world today. Hallelujah. Okay. <clears throat> so, we've also established the fact that we're now we're zeroing in on the term hellfire, the term hell in, in, the, in the four gospels, and that's where we. we we kicked off of the last time we talked about how that the fact that the word hell in the four gospels in the new testament how be it from um, matthew to revelation was used as either Gehenna was used as either Hades and was used as either Tartarus. That was used as Tartarus just once, and that we will see in Second Peter chapter two verse four. And so we're taking over by saying that the word Gehenna most of the times when you see the word hell of fire, when Jesus Christ used the word hell of fire, in in the four gospels he was referring to something that the disciples they understood about 
something that the people around him they understood what he was what he meant and what he was talking about albeit somehow somehow we did not understand it's only we that not understand but the people around him they understood what he was talking about and we talked about that how that Jehenna as we see in Matthew 5 29 Matthew chapter 10 verse 28 Matthew chapter 23 verse 15 Matthew chapter 23 verse 33 we see that the term Jehenna was used was originally the valley of Hinnom south of Jerusalem where the field and dead animals of the city were cast onto and burnt. Hallelujah. So Jehenna, when Jesus Christ used the term Jehenna, he was referring to a physical place. It was not a spiritual place. It was not a, a place that they couldn't see with their eyes. It was a space. It was a place that they could they could see with their eyes. It was a physical place. And he said it was originally the valley of Hinnom, the south of Jerusalem, where the fields and dead animals of the city were cast into a bones. Hallelujah. We talked about it, how that it was first mentioned in Joshua chapter 15, verse 8, that originally it was referred to as a garbage dump. So it's just a place that fire continually burns, burns refuse and burns dead animals. It also, and also, very importantly, it's all, it was also the location where bodies of executed criminals or wicked individuals or individuals denied proper burial would be dumped hallelujah and they would be burnt there continually so it was a place where some form of judgment was executed and we can see for in as an example when jesus christ made this example in matthew just like what jesus christ meant here in matthew chapter 5 in matthew chapter 5 in matthew chapter 5 I'll read from verse 21. It says, Ye have heard that it was said by them of all time, Thou shalt not kill, and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. So it was talking about the judgment. That's making that you kill, you are going to be in the judgment. Not heavenly judgment, just a judgment. You see, as we read on, but I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment, and whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. Meaning that the danger of the judgment is actually the danger of the council. So that judgment there is the judgment of the council. The council, the council of elders, they meet and they, and they proclaim judgment. And I said, but whosoever shall say that fool shall be in danger of hell fire. That means you are going, going to be subjected to the council. And if they find you guilty, they find you wicked, you are most likely to be burnt. And to be to be taken to 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 hellfire. That's the Jehenna. That is the originally the valley of Hinnom, a physical place that was located in the south of Jerusalem. And there you'll be born and you'll be thrown into and be born. Hallelujah. So that was what many times Jesus Christ was making them understand. So whenever we see that Jesus Christ was using the term hell or fire, he was referring to a physical place. Or so just letting them know that this was what was obtainable before his resurrection. That when you do this. That you are in danger of judgment, judgment of the council, in which you'll be procured, you'll be pronounced guilty, and you'll be sent into hell of fire, which is a place that is burning, that the fire goeth not out. It's just a physical place, and it's a place for where wicked criminals, individuals, and people that would lack proper burial, they are thrown into. Hallelujah. So that was what it meant when Jesus Christ used the word Jehenna, you see. 
will say so anytime you read the word Jehenna you read it in context you see that that was what Jesus Christ meant was referring to that however also Jesus Christ also used the word hid hell as the term Hades hallelujah he also used the term hell as the term Hades as we see in Matthew 11 so it's not every time you go into the gospels you see the word hell you you think of that you will see the word hell that you think that it, that is in being interpreted as Jehenna. No, in some other times it's been interpreted as Hades. Hades simply means the realm of the dead. Hallelujah. So let's look at where um, Jesus Christ's examples. Matthew chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. <coughs> Matthew chapter eleven, verse twenty-three. <coughs> so uh, let me read from. I'll read from verse twenty-one. He said, Woe unto the Chorazin, woe unto the Bethesda, for if the mighty works which were done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago <coughs> in sackcloth and ashes. But I say unto you, it shall be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon at the day of judgment than for you. And thou, Capernaum, which I exalted unto heaven, thou shalt be brought down to hell. For if the mighty works which have been done in thee had been done in Sodom, it would have remained unto this day. So when Jesus Christ used the word there, hell, he's talking about what he did. That word there is being interpreted as he did, meaning the realm of the dead, meaning the realm of the dead, the grave. And grave is not something that is up, grave is something that is below. Hallelujah. And that's why he used the term shall be brought down to hell. It's just a, a way of Jesus Christ saying that that you that has been exalted as as you have been exalted high to the heavens. Well, I'll teach another teaching on heaven, but when he referred to as heavens, he's referring to the atmospheric heaven, not atmospheric heaven, that's the heaven before us, the atmospheric space, the sky before that you have been exalted to sky, but now you've been brought down to hell. Hades, which is the realm of the dead, below, below, you see, so there are two different things, there are two different things, he was not talking about hellfire here, he was not talking about, that, that, you know, he was talking about a country being brought down to Hades, the realm of the dead, being abased, being brought low, by virtue of the fact that he did not believe his teaching, did not believe the gospel, hallelujah. Let's also move forward. Let's also see Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. He said, And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, I'll read from verse 17. He said, And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood had not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So what did Jesus Christ mean when he said the gates of hell? That term again, that word again, it is was being interpreted as what uh, that term again hell was being interpreted as what he did he did means the realm of the dead the abode of the dead in this case is saying that that the the dead cannot dead cannot stop his resurrection because it was upon his resurrection that the church was formed it was upon his resurrection that the church was founded and he's saying that that this that the 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 the, the gates of hell the gates of hell the gates of the grave, 
that they cannot stop it they cannot stop his resurrection that death cannot hold him down that death cannot hold it down we'll see we'll see on that place again where peter referenced it in acts chapter 2 in acts chapter 2 hallelujah in acts chapter 2 i read from verse 26 it said therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad moreover also my flesh shall rest in hope because thou will not i read from verse 25 so that we get the picture see for david speaketh concerning him as david speaketh concerning jesus that i foresaw the lord always before my face for he is on my right hand that i should not be moved therefore did my heart rejoice and my tongue was glad moreover also my flesh also rest in hope he said because thou will not leave my soul in hell neither will thy so why neither will I suffer thy holy one to seek corruption? He said, Thou hast made thou hast made known to me the ways of life, thou shalt make me full of joy with thy continence. He said, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, and knowing that God has sworn with an oath to him that of the fruit of his loins, according to the flesh, he would raise up Christ to sit on his throne. He seen this before speak hallelujah of the resurrection of christ that his soul was not left in hell neither his flesh did see corruption you see this jesus had god raised up whereof we are all witnesses so they returned hell is the rebel they are dead of course i've preached my teachings all over and again if we go to my previous season i talked about it when i talked about understanding the gospel talked about that how that in the death of jesus christ jesus christ went to hell hades not jehina he didn't go to Gehenna. He went to Hades, the realm of their dead, the abode of the dead. It was there that he, it was from the realm of the dead that he was resurrected on the third day. Hallelujah. It was from the realm of the dead that he was resurrected on the third day. So we see it, that the gates of hell could not restore him. Of course, that um, and Apostle Peter was talking about in reference in Psalm chapter 16, verse 8. Let's just go there and see Psalm chapter 16, verse 8. Here he talked about it. Psalms chapter 16. Psalm chapter 16, verse 8. said, I have said the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For thou wilt not leave my soul in hell, neither without suffer thy holy one to see corruption. Hallelujah. So David was speaking, was speaking forth, was prophesying forth concerning our Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. How that his soul was not left in hell, neither did his body see corruption. Because in hell, bodies are made to see corruption. And that is where, that is just like, hell is just... Hades, when I'm talking about hell, I'm talking about Hades. It's just like seeing the grave. That in the grave, the bodies, they see corruption. Hallelujah. The realm of the dead. The abode of the dead. He said, but the Lord did not allow Jesus Christ to see corruption. How beat on the third day, he was raised again from the dead. So we see it's different. Far different from what? From hellfire. From, from, from Jehenna. When Jesus Christ used the term Jehenna. So Hades is different. Hallelujah. Let's also look at Luke it Luke 10 15. Luke 10 15. Luke 10 15. 
okay just the repetition of um, what we saw in matthew where he said but but it shall be more tolerable for time and sidon at the judgment than for you and thou capanon which are exalted to heaven shall be thrust down to hell just the same thing that we talked about in the past that that hell there was a deed we brought down to the realm of the dead hallelujah 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 so we see it that 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 there are different forms that there are different forms we'll look at also second peter so let's look at in first corinthians chapter 15 verse 55 first corinthians chapter 15 verse 55 okay first corinthians chapter 15 verse 55 he said oh death where is the sink oh grave where is the victory that word grave was being interpreted as what he did in the originals as Hades in the originals. You know, I've said before, even in this teaching, that the term Hades can be referred to as the abode of the dead. It can be referred to as what? The grave. And in the Old Testament, it was referred to as what? Sheol. Hallelujah. It was referred to as what? Sheol. Hallelujah. So let's look at Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. Revelation chapter 1, verse 18. It said, I am he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I am alive forevermore amen and have the keys of hell and of death hallelujah so he said he has the keys of death of hell and of death that word hell is hades the realm of the dead hallelujah the realm of the dead the abode of the dead it's not hellfire it's not hellfire it's the realm of the dead hallelujah so let's look at um let's not look at them um, that way another term in which the word hellfire was used and that is um that is the word tartarus that's the word tartarus tartarus was used to by 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 peter in second peter second peter chapter 2 verse 4 second peter chapter 2 verse 4 i read from verse 3 I read from verse from verse one, Second Peter chapter two, from verse one. It said, "But there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even deny the Lord that bought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of, and through covetousness shall they with vain words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth." not and their damnation slumbered not for if god spared not the angels that sinned but cast them down to hell and delivered them unto chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment hallelujah so again when you see the word hell he's not talking about he's not talking about hell hell of fire jehenna this one is not talking about he's not talking about him he did but this one the term there is used as turtles is used as stutters. This is as stutters, and uh, the apostle Peter is making us to see here that it is where the angels that sinned, that sinned, that they were cast down to, and delivered them into chains of darkness to be reserved into judgment. This is different from Hades, the realm of the dead. This is also different from Gehenna, the uh, the physical place in which refuse. And wicked individuals we 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 are born and we are thrown into is different. So that tells you that that is a place that that is being reserved for for angels that sin that left their first estate. And that place, although Peter 
for lack of words in their time they interpreted it as what hell but then it's different the word there is different the word there the greek word there is tartarus hallelujah it's tartarus hallelujah so as we begin to draw a close to this um so as we begin to to to, to draw a close so there are so many things as we begin to draw a close to this series so we've seen it over and over again in summary that really that 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 thing that there is now a place now burning with fire and fire is now place now burning with fire and fire it's it's not it's not it's not it's not in the Pauline revelation it's not in the Pauline revelation neither is even even in the old testament scriptures genesis to revelation genesis to malachi in which jesus and the apostles they taught from but how be it we've seen it in the in the four gospels where they seem to be like some form of contradiction that some of the term used as Jehenna, the hell of fire referred to actually a place where a physical place where um, wicked individuals were being tortured where um, animals were being burnt and the place was continually being burnt by fire it was continually being burnt by fire hallelujah so we've seen all that soon but now does that mean does that mean that there is no destruction for those that do not believe in the gospel no i've not said that and let's look at what jesus christ said concerning upon his resurrection this is what jesus christ said jesus never said upon his resurrection that people will be born in fire he never said so let's look at it in matthew in mark mark chapter 16 Mark chapter 16. In Mark chapter 16, verse 15, he said, And he said unto them, Say, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He said, He that believeth and is baptized is saved or shall be saved. What is is saved? He said, But he that believeth not shall be damned. Hallelujah. So definitely there is a damnation that comes with unbelief. There is a damnation that comes with unbelief. How be it that damnation is not hellfire? But let's look at an idea of what that damnation is talking about. And that is, let's look at a page in Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. I'll read from verse, from verse 26. It says, For if we sin willfully, what does it mean, sin willfully? After that we have received the knowledge of the truth, yet remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. What does it mean to sin willfully? It simply means that the gospel is being presented unto you and you reject the gospel. That means you have sinned willfully. That means the gospel was presented to you and in your open eyes you rejected the gospel. That is what it means to sin willfully. He said, there remaineth, because therefore there, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. Hallelujah. Therefore there, there, there remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. As, as by so doing, God is not now obliged to now help you. Because God wants to help you. You reject the help. Therefore, he cannot help you. And being God, he said, true love demands a choice. True love demands a choice. There is nothing in the kingdom of God that is by force. Everything must be by choice. Hallelujah. It's by choice. There's nothing that is by force. God will not force you to do what you don't want to do. He's going to present his will to you. He's going to present his plans to you. He's going to present his purposes to you. How be you are now left to choose 
God's plan, God's purposes, and God's will. But how be when you reject God's plan, God's purpose, which is salvation, God's will, which is salvation, therefore there remained no more sacrifice for you. But however, what do you now look up to? You now look up to, he said, he, he said, um, you know, he said, but is but a certain fearful looking for of judgment and fiery indignation which shall devour the adversaries. So the adversaries are those that reject the the, the, the writer of it they use the term adversaries because it's not that you are an enemy to God, it's just that you have made yourself an enemy by rejecting. It's not God making you an enemy, but it's you that you have now made yourself an enemy by rejecting. God's banner of law, God's banner of protection over you. And we'll see, let's look at it um, this last time before close. We'll see it in um, Luke. We'll see it in Luke. In Luke. See it in Luke. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See it in Luke, Luke chapter. Hallelujah. When Jesus Christ was talking, he said, He said he would have gathered the children of Israel like a hen, don't gather the sheep. He said, But therefore they rejected him. But now, how can you now escape the damnation of hell? Hallelujah. How can you escape? So that was damnation of hell. So Jesus Christ was not telling them that, that there is a destruction coming. He had come to save them from that destruction but when they rejected jesus therefore there was nothing anybody could do but they now faced that indignation which was the destruction of jerusalem that happened in ad 70. so we see definitely there is a destruction that comes there is a destruction and this is very important this is where i'm going to close this series there is a destruction that comes by neglecting the plans the purposes and the will of god how be it that destruction it comes there is a destruction that comes from unbelief when you do not believe god for anything at all but how be it that destruction is not hellfire in another series i shall be looking more into what that destruction is and how that destruction affects us from our day-to-day -day living and my time is up god bless you